A little while before we went into lockdown, a boy in my class came up to me and said that his dad told him to stay away from Chinese people. After I told him that I was Chinese, he backed away from me. Eloise and I wrote the song based on that experience. So this is about him and all the other racist, sexist boys in this world. And welcome back to TBD with Yvette and Yayo. Did you miss us? Because I missed us. <laughs> <laughs> I missed us too. <laughs> uh, Happy New Year. Yes. Um, uh, I don't How many days after the first of the year can you say that before it gets annoying? <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe we have three more days. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Till the end of the week. Till the end of the week, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for tuning in and listening, uh, even though we've been very inconsistent. But um, say la vie. Things happen. We got busy. (laughs) Yeah, life has been a roller coaster these past couple of months. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, So before we get started, I want to send a huge shout out to two friends. Uh, my friend Saul and my friend Randall, who are always asking when our next episode is coming out. And I don't know. I'm just thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to kick off our first episode of 2022 with some punk rock. Woo! Oh, my God. I love punk rock. <laughs> Me, too. And what you just heard uh, was the Linda Lindas. They are the present and future of punk rock. And they are the most badass teens I currently know. And I think they're super special because they rose to fame. Or what the kids uh, say these days. They went viral (laughs) with the video that was recorded at the Los Angeles Public Library. And one of us works there. (laughs) I wonder who. <laughs> I wonder who. But, dude, what is more punk than punk in La Biblioteca? <laughs> like, it doesn't get more punk rock than that. <laughs> I love that, actually. <laughs> right? So keep an eye out for them. Check them out. They're going to be super big. Well, they already are, but I feel like they have a huge career ahead of themselves. And, uh... This song is awesome. Racist, sexist, boy. Like, way to call out racists. And look at them tackling toxic masculinity at such a young age. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So y'all know the drill. We're going to explore the history of punk rock. And then we're going to share some cool tunes. And then we're just going to 
go from there. So, Yeo, please illuminate us with some punk rock history. Oh, my God. Punk rock. So, um, I don't know where to begin. Really, punk rock started, well, after Elvis, there's a lot of bands and musicians who started to build off of, like, classic rock. Um, Mm -hmm. Playing with distortion, bands like The Kinks, um, with heavy guitars, yelling. Um, But really, the first time, or one of the early influences uh, of punk rock was a guy named Link Ray, uh, who had a song called Rumble uh, that came about, I believe, in 1958, according to my notes. That might not be accurate, but (laughs) Um, I was watching a video on YouTube earlier about the history of punk rock because as I was telling Yvette, I was being a little lazy on my reading. Um, but there's a lot of great videos talking about the history of punk rock. Um, but they talk about Link Ray and how he really influenced, um, Iggy Pop, who is known as the godfather of punk rock. Um, and he tells this story about how he listened to Rumble and he was like, he was at school and he left school because he was just so entranced by this and it just like changed his life. Um, and punk rock, uh, originated in the U.S., particularly in Detroit. So Iggy Pop, um, is from a band called the Stooges, um, who are from Detroit. And then another band that started in 1969, who was also from Detroit and very influential in the punk rock scene was MC5. Um... And even though, and this is something that I found very interesting, uh, punk rock started in the U.S., a lot of punk, like the subculture, um, is heavily influenced by British youth culture, which I think is like why, you know, you associate like the Mohawks, the British flag. (laughs) Um, And punk is considered to be both a continuation and a response to the 60s hippie counterculture. Um... A continuation because they're still like very anti-establishment very anti like traditional values but they didn't take like the peace and love aspect of the hippie culture they were more like aggressive <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean that's a signature of punk right it's in your face it's loud um you know and yeah, i feel like punk songs tend to be short fast-paced with hard-edged melodies and singing styles mm-hmm. and the instrumentation is very stripped down and of course it's often like political lyrics anti-establishment lyrics um but yeah thank you for that history i myself was trying to trace the uh the origin of punk rock and came across different different things that I will be discussing when we listen to some tunes. Um, Would you like to add anything else? Um, And just really the only other main thing that I wanted to mention being a native New Yorker um, is that a big hub of punk came out also in New York City um, in this place called CBGB's down in the Bowery. Um, Woo! Yeah, which uh, I believe CBGB's was opened in 1973 by Hilly Crystal. Um, And it really is like the birthplace, like everybody played there. You know, like the Ramones, Mm -hmm. Patti Smith, um, uh, the Talking Heads, Television, Blondie. It was really like a hub of alternative alternative music. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I'm very proud. and I, I'm so sad that I never got, got to go there. <laughs> we got a proud New Yorker in the house. <laughs> well, you know you love New York. I love New York. I was there twice last year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I should just move there, but I also love LA. So. <laughs> oh yeah, it's hard. I understand that dilemma yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, all right. So let's check out some tunes. You ready for some punk rock, Yayo? Always. by Los Psychos and Los Psychos is a band from Peru and (laughs) I know uh, Peru yay we're going (laughs) (laughs) two years in the making two years in the making for this Peru trip but anyway back to Los Psychos so you know how I asked you to share some of um, the history of punk rock Mm -hmm. well I am bringing Los Psychos to the pod because I want to talk about the inventors of punk rock. So I was looking up the history of punk rock and its origins are very contested. And I was reading all types of things like, oh, you know, the scene in New York and then the Sex Pistols in the UK. Uh, But then I found really interesting articles about Los Psychos and how they are punk's best kept secret and how they were actually the original proto-punks. So before Mm -hmm. there was punk, there was Los Psychos. And I um, I guess what I'm saying is that they were punk before punk was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so after storming the Peruvian music scene, they only uh, played together for about a year, but their influence was really big in the 60s and um, in punk to come. So we at TBD with Yvette and Yeo beg to differ (laughs) that, well, I beg to differ, I don't know about you, (laughs) that (laughs) punk was born in Peru even though they didn't call it punk. But um, 
I think that's really cool that the the sound they came up with the um, what are those guitar riffs had never been explored in music until Los Psychos kind of started doing that, which you can you can hear it in the song that um, I just played. Los Psychos had a short life but a long legacy, and the Peruvian punk scene remains strong to this day. And um, I found a quote that said, I forgot who said it, but says, they are the first to play what later became punk. There was no name for that at the time, but the riffs are definitely punk. So Mm. that's, uh, what's more punk than being (laughs) (laughs) pre-punk? I love that. Well, I mean... To be honest, it's like that thing about like alternative versions of history. I don't know. This whole thing just makes me like think about that because Mm -hmm. we're often given the history from the conqueror. I mean, exactly. Or the like, not the conqueror, but yeah. Thank you. That's the better term. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I greatly appreciate that. Thank you, Yvette. I'm going to look into Los Psychos a little bit more. Yeah, and like we've said in previous episodes, all music comes from Africa. (laughs) (laughs) And all all these influences came into Latin America, and then these freaking Americans stole everything, like always. So don't believe anything that is American. Alrighty, uh, let's listen to our next song. What do you have for us, Yayo? Ooh, you'll see. One, two, three, now!
So that song was called, is called Politicians in My Eyes by Death. <laughs> um, and I discovered this band like literally five hours, five hours ago. Um, <laughs> while I was um, doing research on the history of punk. So this band is also considered a proto-punk band. Um, they formed in Detroit by three brothers, Bobby, David, and Dennis Hackney. Um, what I love about this band is that all three of them, that they're African American. Um, and they formed in, in the early 1970s. They originally were a funk band, but they went to uh, the Who concert and were like so inspired by the Who that they decided to become a rock band. <laughs> um, and yeah, apparently they were originally inspired in 1964. I'm going to mention this bit because I love it. Um, that their father sat them down to watch the Beatles' first performance on the Ed Sullivan show. That's amazing. And then the next day. That's a great father. And then the next day. <laughs> David um, found a guitar in an alleyway and was like, I'm going to learn how to play this shit. And then his brothers started playing music after, and that's how they started their their music journey. Uh, but yeah, they formed this band um, in mid-1975. They gained, uh, they got the attention of Columbia Records, um, and they were started recording um some music, uh, but the president of Columbia Records at the time really wanted them to change their name. Um, and they originally decided to call themselves Death um, after their father died in an accident. Um, and they wanted to spin the concept of death from negative to positive. Um, so needless to say, they refused to change their name. And so they were dropped by the label. Um, they only recorded seven songs and they sort of just ended the band in 1977. And they kind of, nobody ever knew about them. They were like more like a legend or a myth. Um, and they weren't rediscovered until 2009. Um, when, because their music was so rare, there was only like 500 copies of their single. Um, and they were rediscovered by like a music magazine called Chunklet. And then one of the brother's sons um, was in California and apparently heard a death song and he immediately recognized his father's voice and was like, what? What? That's and really so, cool. I know. And so they eventually caught the attention of Drag City Records um, and they sort of put all these recordings and new recordings together and um, released them in uh, 2009, I believe. But this song in particular, um, Politicians in My Eyes, is one of the songs that was recorded in the 70s. Um, and I also love it because it's like, <laughs> it talks about like politicians. It's very like um, political and about how, you know, politicians are just playing a game and they don't really care about you. <laughs> um, and it talks to like this like anti-establishment sort of attitude that punk is known for. And they did this way before, like, Rage Against the Machine, Fugazi, and Bad Brains, you know. So, um, yeah. Um, and I just love that they're also, like, black. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, what did I just say? All good music <laughs> is black. <laughs> and they're really, like, uh, yeah, they're proto-punk. Um, talking about things that people later on would talk about in the punk scene um and i would say there's some of the forefathers of punk so that's awesome thank you for sharing i've never heard of them so i'm really excited to to check them out and look at us always learning new things i know right <laughs> what do you have for us next yvette um let's take a listen
that was Los Crudos, and the name of the song is Crudo Soy. And Los Crudos is a band from Pilsen, Chicago, and they paved the way for a generation of Latino punk rock musicians to not only play music, but also sing about social issues they and their communities uh, were experiencing. So they are a big deal. And the the lead singer, Martin Sorondegui, I think that's how you pronounce it. I might be butchering it. Um, he identifies as queer. And yeah, in his music, he has uh, two other side projects. Uh, and in his music, he always denounces racism, sexism, xenophobia, homophobia. And they even, ch- the band even challenges the homogeneity of the hardcore scene, the hardcore Mm. punk scene, because often the punk scene is very masculine. It's very like, we're very tough. You know, they, they portray a certain type of attitude. And what I like about Martin is that he basically opens up the genre to sexual minorities to people of color you know like we like you were talking about the band of uh the band we just talked about before um yeah because like you said in the beginning punk music is associated with the british flag (laughs) like come on yeah (laughs) like it has been in the media at least it's very portrayed as white it's it's portrayed as a white genre when punk rock is for everyone and i like that los crudos kind came into the scene challenging um challenging all of that and another really cool thing about los crudos is that uh the the lead singer he created these workshops where he basically deconstructed anti-blackness, machismo, uh, xenophobia, and state-sanctioned violence mm. uh, of queer folks. And because, oh, so he is from Uruguay. He was born in Uruguay, but he grew up in Chicago. So a lot of the, a lot of the lyrics to his songs are about violence in Latin America, uh, specifically violence towards the queer community. Mm. Uh, so, so I think it's really cool and very punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> What's more punk rock than being, <laughs> being pro-queer? <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, I mean, it's so true, though. It's like even fighting the establishment and the systems that we are a part of. Like, you know, like he's part of the yeah, punk scene, yeah. but it's like, oh, there's still some things here that need to be worked out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, exactly. It's like he is being critical of the genre he's a part of. And I think that's absolutely amazing. And they they no longer play together. I know they had a reunion a couple of years ago, but I didn't know about them until very recently, maybe like a year mm. ago. And... And yeah, their lyrics are really cool. Like the song I shared is called Crudo Soy. And he says, Crudo soy, borracho de este sistema, relleno de la misma mierda, la sociedad me quiere ganar, la sociedad me quiere controlar. Which translates to crude I am, drunk on the system, stuffed with the same shit, society wants to win me, society wants to control me. So that's... That's more or less the kind of stuff he says in his lyrics. And he has this, there, I was debating whether um, choosing this song or another one called Asesinos. <laughs> and the, in Asesinos, he basically does a roll call of all the pieces of shit of the world, like Pinochet, uh, Bush, and what's the guy, the, I can't remember, the Haitian dictator. Uh, I can't remember yeah, his name, but... Know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so it, like, the basic rules of punk, it's very anti-establishment, it is anti-government, or, like, oppressive government, um, so, yeah, check out Los Crudos, 
I really love their lyrics, so I'm definitely going to check them out, too. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next tune. And the sky was made of amethyst. And all the stars were just like little fish. You should learn when to go. You should learn how to say no. Violet by Hole. Um, and I chose this song because I've been listening to a lot of Hole in the past month. Uh, for those of us who don't know who Hole is, Hole was a band that formed in the early 90s, uh, maybe late 80s. Um, and the lead singer is uh, Courtney Love, who many of us know as Kurt Cobain's ex-wife, or widow, technically. <laughs> um, and yeah, I I knew she was in a band. I didn't know much about them. But then I recently stumbled upon one of their songs that I also really love called Malibu. It's a much softer song. Um, and started just listening to them. I was going through like some rage. So it was really awesome, and I also love that it's a woman uh, singing because, again, like you mentioned before, um, punk, there's a lot of, like, masculinity in punk. Mm -hmm. So having female-led bands, it's just, like, very empowering and awesome. Um, and I chose this song um, just because... 
I find the lyrics very interesting and they talk a lot about, um, I was reading about uh, the lyrics themselves and people talk about them concerning like female sexuality mm -hmm. um, where she talks about um, go on, take everything, take everything if you want to. Um, and then she says when they get what they want and they never want it again. Um, and they get what they want and they never want it again. Um, and it just seems like, you know, very much like she's being dominated. But at the end, she writes, I told you from the start just how this would end. When I get what I want, then I never want it again. And I was, she kind of like takes her own power back. And it's, a lot of people talk about it being about like female sexual emancipation. Um... And just in general, I think Hole's lyrics and especially like Courtney Love, she's very much about like talking about women and women's issues and feminism, um, which I also appreciate in the punk scene um, and just in music in general. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of why I chose this song. Awesome. And Hole is just also a very interesting band. They're from California. I know that for a while uh, they shared a recording studio with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Courtney Love was definitely not afraid of saying things how they are um, and being explicit, <laughs> which I appreciate it. Because I think especially for us women, like you don't want to be explicit. And like even me personally, I sometimes find myself trying to like skirt around an issue because I want to be polite about it. Um, so I just love that she doesn't do that. <laughs> so yeah, that's whole. I would say check them out. Will do. Thank you. I've never, I feel like I've never really paid much attention to Courtney Love for some reason. Cool. Thanks for bringing her to the pod. Also, I, before... I forget something that I thought was awesome and really funny and fun is that one of the reasons that she named her band Hole is because of the vagina. Because it's a hole. Woo! Dude, what is more punk rock than having a vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Very true. <laughs> All right, let's go on to our next tune.
is Amel and the Sniffers. And the name of the song is So Much Can't Be Muzzled. And I love this song. I had it on repeat a lot last year. Uh, shout out to my friend Shannon who introduced me to them maybe like two years ago. I can't remember. It's been a while, but I've been a fan since. And Amal and the Sniffers are a band from Australia. And I like them because they have that traditional punk sound. You know, like they sound like, like a, they sound very 70s, but they're still pretty modern. Yeah. And also, like if you check out their music videos or their performances, they have that 70s punk vibe and image to them. Like Amy, the lead singer, has a mullet and she dresses the part. Like they're just, they're just like your typical white punk rock band. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> And I think it's great. It's almost like they're fetishizing the past mm. and they're trying to like, because, you know, like punk's not dead movement. And a lot, a lot of um, a lot of people think that punk is like a, a period of time mm-hmm. and that there can't be no more punk in the present or whatever, which is bullshit, because punk is whatever you want it to be. Yes. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I don't really have that much to say about them except check them out. I know they got really big here in the States after their performance at South by Southwest in Austin. And just like a couple of minutes ago, I was on Instagram and they're going to be playing Coachella this year. Oh, what? So, yes, they're going to be playing Coachella. So once you've made it to Coachella, I guess you've made it. I know. I was like, that's good for them. (laughs) Yeah. And they're very young, too. And um, like I said, it's just your typical uh, traditional punk, punk band, traditional punk sounds. And I like it. Check them out. They're great. And if they're. I know that they're going to New York. Oh. Uh, I, uh, yeah, they're playing in Brooklyn. They're playing in Brooklyn, and they don't have any L.A. dates yet, but because the Coachella lineup was just released, I'm assuming they're going to add a performance in L.A. between um, between the... Um, the during those... Yeah, between the weekends. I don't know if they're doing two Coachellas this year. I don't oh, know what's my. happening. I don't care because I'm not going. <laughs> But what what I love about Coachella is that all of the great bands that come to Coachella always stop in L.A. and have a show at a small venue. And that's take my money. Might as might as well go to Coachella. (laughs) Actually, no, because you get uh, a more intimate uh, set and setting. Oh, yeah. If you just go catch the the artist yeah i've been to coachella Um, so yeah yeah festivals aren't for me i love music but i'm not a festival bitch Eh, that's all right i'm just i know i guess can't be perfect (laughs) (laughs) all right so yeah yo take us to our next song all righty wait before Though, yes. I also wanted okay. to use this time to put a plug in for, since you were talking about, like, punk is not dead, which I really appreciate, mm-hmm. to put a plug in for my friend Katie, who she deconstructs and reconstructs clothing in a very punk rock way. Um, she designs a bunch of her own stuff, and I just want to put a plug in for her clothing line called electric aesthetic check her out um she makes Ooh. really awesome like just rock inspired and she's a great hairstylist if if you're into shags and like bangs and that kind of like rocker look she really rocks it so ooh, let's get mullets <laughs> <laughs> let's get mullets that should just be the the yvette and yale look. oh my god let's just go punk <laughs> Punk rock. She would make. She um, would. Do, we, if she did it, we would rock it. I guarantee. Ooh, dude, she should make our merch. <laughs> <laughs> our TBD with Yvette and Yayo t-shirt. I'll hit her up. 
so that was Beat Your Heart Out by the Distillers. Um, I'm so pumped just from listening to this song. I fucking love this song. Dude. I love this song. This song reminds me of being in middle school and being in love. Yes! <laughs> yes! That's exactly that. Yeah, this song takes me back to middle school. That's when I used to listen to the Distillers, which makes sense. Because they were around from 1998 to 2006. Um, and yeah, dude, I was having a hard time uh, choosing my last song because I fucking love punk rock. I was like, should I do the Misfits? Oh my God, the Ramones. I wanted to do them because they're from Queens, Forest Hills, where I'm from. And I was just like, and then Patti Smith, who I also love, and she's like the godmother of punk. And then I heard this song and I was like, no, 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 no. This is like, I used to listen to this song when I originally discovered punk rock and when I loved it so much. So that's why I chose this song. Hey, dude, Um, what's more punk rock than nostalgia? making what's more punk rock t-shirts and just fill in the blank (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um so yes that's why i chose this song um i used to listen to this song and city of angels a bunch um and yeah a little bit about the distillers they formed in 1998 um when the guitarist, who's Australian, coincidentally, um, Brody Dahl, I don't know if I'm pronouncing correctly, met bassist Kim Chi, and the two bonded over their love for playing punk rock. Um, but I love it because they're both women. So it was established by um, two females. The lineup changed over the years and whatever, but... yeah. So Hold I thought on. that was cool. Let me share. So just this past weekend, my friend Edder was here visiting me, and we were watching uh, music videos and uh, recordings of shows. And him and I used to listen to the Distillers back in the day, and we watched the music video. And tell me why this whole time I had no idea that the lead singer was a woman. Dude, I had no clue until like literally sunday isn't that crazy (laughs) like i kept like when you when you played the song i was like that's crazy i was just talking about this song with my friend and i just watched the music video like three days ago and uh the simulation works in mysterious ways (laughs) (laughs) well we're in sync usually or some some way yes we are dang we are connected i love it uh, but anyway, sorry for interrupting. I just had to say that because literally just a few days ago, I was like, what? I I thought it was a male this whole time. No, I mean, no worries. Because like I've always had, I didn't know it was a female either. And when I was listening to the song when I was younger and even now, I'm like, I would, I was always wondering if it was a guy or a girl. Mm. I always leaned more towards guy because I think. Again, I just associate males with punk rock. Mm-hmm. But there is some, like, femininity to the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so funny because that just reminds me of this other artist that I whose name I'm blanking on right now, who... Brett Denon. Have you ever listened to Brett Denon? Mm-mm, I haven't. Um, I'll send you some songs, or you guys can look it up. Um, Brett Denon, awesome singer, great music. I always thought it was a woman. And then mm-hmm. I found out it was a dude. Ooh. Ooh, kind of like the lead singer from Cigarettes After Sex. <gasps> Another great band. Oh, I know. I love that band. I, and I, in the, <laughs> when I first started listening to them, I thought it was a woman's voice. And then I saw a music video and I was like, what is going on? Hey, but you know what? The future is non-binary. Okay? <laughs> yes. Yes. I saw Cigarettes After Sex. They opened for Rye. I don't know if you know the band Rye. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and that's when I discovered it was not a woman. And I was like, oh. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my uh, my last contribution. I love the Distillers. I'm glad that you do too. Oh, me and they too. were there for me when I discovered punk rock. So awesome! Thanks for giving us a a trip down memory lane. All right, and we usually cap it off at six songs, but I'm gonna add one more song because I've been uh having this band on repeat and y'all need to check it out okay (laughs) (laughs) all right let's listen Turnstile. And Turnstile is a band that everyone needs to check out. I fucking love them. Uh, They released an album last year titled Glow On. And thanks to my friend Randall, I know that that album made it to like every list of like best albums of the year, at least in the metal and hardcore world um yeah so i didn't know that i was just like oh turnstile and i didn't know they were a thing (laughs) but i guess when you're cool you just know (laughs) you just know what to listen to (laughs) i'm just kidding but also please go listen to this album and so they are a hardcore punk band from maryland And what I really like about them is that when you listen to them, it sounds hardcore punk, but Mm -hmm. then the more you listen to them, the hazier the genre becomes because they play with electronic music. And the reason I chose this song specifically was because you get a little bit of like Latin funk rhythms in there too. It's like really playful. I know. I was like, why are my hips moving? And I like it because it's just like you go from one sound to another really fast. So it's almost like three to four songs in one. And I fucking love that. And I like that they still have those like melodic, nearly screaming, but not quite vocals quality to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, yeah, so it's like very much hardcore punk, but also not. And I love that. I love that they defy labels and 
I was I was watching um recordings of their performances and I like that their energy uh on stage is very sweet, like very loving and they're not like hyper masculine like a lot of other punk because I, I was watching music videos and um live recordings uh with my friend and a lot of the bands he was showing me almost like scared me where I was like, I don't know if I would feel safe going to this show. (laughs) (laughs) But then when, when, then when we were watching, um, turnstile videos, I was like, Oh, like the energy and the vibe is so welcoming and very different. And I really like that about them. And then I found this really cool quote, um, where the lead singer says, we are a hardcore band. That's the scene we come from. But one of the things that drew me to hardcore and punk in the first place, the thing that I always believed it was fundamentally about, fundamentally about was that it was a place for open minds and for people who want to challenge norms. I think mm. any label can constrain you. We never wanted to exist inside a box. So it was like really cool because when I was thinking about their music and then I read this interview, I was like, that is exactly like what I thought when I was listening to them where they are kind of part of a, a scene, but they're also not. And I love that. Yes. What's more punk rock than blurring the lines of punk? <laughs> <laughs> today's show thank you so so much for tuning in and thank you yayo for joining me on this musical adventure i always learn so much from you and i always learn so much just googling away and uh, it's really cool to to see like what influences uh musicians and yeah yeah happy to be here and share this with everyone same same and it's it's also interesting i discovered while even just doing this like what are the things that influence me like i never i always knew i loved punk rock but when i was like listening to the music and reading about it and i was like oh like punk rock has really influenced my life like a lot more than i realized um I fucking love punk rock. (laughs) Well, thanks, Yvette. It was nice to do this again. It was too long. (laughs) I know. I'm so excited to be back. And thanks to everyone who tuned in. And thank you, Yayo, for your time. I love you. And until next time, tune in. Tune in to our next episode, which is. uh... Which will be airing (laughs) sooner than. The last one. <laughs> then <Yes>. this one. <laughs> Tune in. And of course, the topic is TBD. TBD. <laughs> <laughs> we need to come up with a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.